Hey, Jesus Time family, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we talk about what Jesus tells us in our times with him. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I have had a seven-week Jesus Time listening to the stories of all these courageous and vulnerable men and women who've been sharing their mental health struggles and mental health wisdom. I have been very, very encouraged And you know, I have had a Jesus time recently uh, where I'm just reading through the Bible and I do that every year because I have Bible FOMO and I don't want to miss a word of what God says. And it was so neat because in listening to the stories that my friends are sharing with me and then reading the scriptures um, with just me and Jesus over here, I feel like I've been able to see this really cool Thing. And the thing is this, God's pace. And it's cool because uh, every person who has shared their struggles, at least on this series, they have had a different journey, a different starting point, and a different pace through which they are moving through their healing. And I have been encouraged and challenged. And I wanted to read to you guys the scriptures that God shared with me about his pace and why it takes so long or why it feels like it takes so long sometimes for God to answer us or God to come through or for us to see the healing that we want or we feel like God has promised us. And it, you know, it's... So cool because you would not expect to find uh, mental health wisdom in Exodus, but I did because God is able to share with us from his word, whatever he wants to share with us. So we're going to go ahead and start in Exodus 14, 19, and we'll read a little bit and then I'll share with you what God shared with me and we'll keep reading and I'll share a little bit more of what God shared with me and then I will... Uh, just share with you how I see God's truth and God's pace in the lives of the friends that shared with us through our podcast. Okay, Exodus fourteen nineteen. Um, this is when the Egyptian army had chased Israel to the Red Sea. Okay, Israel had been delivered from slavery in Egypt, and now the Egyptians are like, "Wait, what have we done?" And they're chasing Israel. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned into fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Ooh. This is so cool. This is a big deal because Israel, a nation, not an army, just a lot of people were afraid because they were being chased by a very threatening army. They were quite literally backed into a corner. And what is so beautiful about this is that God was leading them. God was going in front of them, leading the way to their freedom, 
to the promised land, to everything that God said to them, hey, I have this for you, let's go. God was leading them into that. However, there came a point where they could no longer move forward because they ran into the Red Sea so they couldn't walk on it. The uh, Egyptian army was behind them so they couldn't go back. So they were trapped and my guess is very afraid. And sometimes in our mental health journey or growth journey or walk with God, we come to places where we are stuck, where we feel that we cannot move forward. Even though God has been leading us and we're following him and we know the promises are there, we get stuck and we can't move. And why this passage is so beautiful is that God responded in a very sweet way. He did not become irritated or frustrated at their stuckness. He said, okay, I'm going to come from the front and I'm going to move to the back. Because in the place where you cannot move forward, I'm going to walk to the back and protect you. And that is what he did. The angel of the Lord moved to the rear of the camp so that God took the angel leading them and moved to the back to protect them so that the threat that was going to annihilate them would not. And even more than that, the scriptures tell us that during the day, God's presence was a cloud and the cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. That's incredible. So they knew God was kind of standing in the gap between them and danger. But when darkness fell, the cloud turned into a fire lighting up the night. Not only did God move to the rear, protected them from this aggressive army, but God gave them a night light so they would not be in darkness. God gave a spiritual night light so that they would not lose hope or become discouraged. That's incredible. This is what our God does for us. When we cannot move, God moves on our behalf to protect us, to light the way. And that is the heart of the God who loves us. And then we continue in verse 21 of Exodus 14. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on either side. Okay, we have all seen the movie. Whether it is the Ten Commandments, the old school one with Charlton Heston, or the more recent animated version, The Prince of Egypt. So we kind of have a picture in our minds of what this looks like. The Israelites get to the Red Sea, can't move forward. Moses lifts his hand and God does the miracle. Boom, splits the Red Sea. What I did not know, and I suspect you did not know either, is that this miracle took time. 
It was not the 45-second version in the movies. According to the scriptures, the wind blew all night. It took all night. God's miracles can be immediate. Like we see in the New Testament, when Jesus heals people, they were healed immediately. And, and sometimes we know people who have those stories. But a miracle that takes time is no less a miracle. Parting of the sea took all night. And I wondered about this. Lord, why this pace? Why did you go slowly in this? And I don't know the answer because the scriptures do not reveal why God chose to part the sea with a wind that took all night. But I have a guess. I have a guess. And I think this is why. If God chose to part the Red Sea very quickly, there is a good chance that the ocean ecosystem or that sea ecosystem would have been destroyed. There would have been a good chance that all of the fish or sea mammals in the sea would have died and the Israelites would have had to step on or step over scary, smelly, dead and dying sea creatures. That is not the way God chose to do that. When God does a miracle, when God is moving us through something challenging, he knows all the things and he knows the time it should take so that we can walk through with safety, with protection, with encouragement. God knows all the things. And so his timing is always perfect. Later on, we see even more clearly God's heart behind his pace. So the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. The Egyptian army drowned as the Red Sea came back on over them. And now they are walking through the desert, walking towards the promised land. And this land that God had promised them is presently inhabited by, and I say presently in the, in the story of Exodus where we are now, are inhabited by a bunch of different people groups who will need to be moved out of this land before the Israelites can move into it. And so God is explaining to them his pace. And this is what he says in Exodus 23, starting in verse 29. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. This is such a big deal. You guys... God gave them a heads up. He's like, yes, I have this land for you. It is promised. It will be yours, but I cannot do it quickly. Why? Because you would get destroyed. The wild animals would overtake the land. Your population needs to grow enough so that you can possess it before the other people are all the way gone. If we think about this, even in terms of mental health, healing, growth, our walks with God, there are certain blessings, promises, healing 
that we are not ready to receive, that we, we are not able in the present state, whether it's emotionally, menti- mentally, maybe, maybe physically where we are, we are not able to receive it. And God is so sweet to, to lead us at a pace where when he has healing for us, when the promises are ready, when the growth step is there, that we can receive it with joy, with peace, with, well, basically without getting wrecked, without, to use the scriptures, metaphorically speaking for us, um, so the animals, wild animals will multiply and threaten us. God's pace is for our good. God's pace is for our best. And you know, when I was listening to the stories of all of my friends who were sweet enough to be on this podcast, I could see a little bit, a little bit of God's pace in their lives. I think about Natalie who grew up in trauma in a, in a home that was not okay. And she grew up in that for 23 years. And before she was completely removed from that family, God gave her little by little another family through the church, through people who really loved Jesus, who got to know her and genuinely loved her through the, through time of her believing, oh yeah, they do love me. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm reading God's word now. I I think I believe these things are true of God. And I've seen these people love me. God built her a family before taking her out of another family. God's pace made sure that she had something before she left something. That is very sweet. And another cool nugget about Natalie's story is that It was through the people of God who loved her genuinely that she was able to receive, hey, what you're living in is not normal and it's not okay. Had they not come alongside her, she never would have known and would have continued living in that. But again, God's pace, God's pace, God's ways, perfect, perfect. You know, I think about Josiah and all the years he struggled with depression and is still struggling and everybody's still struggling, guys. <laughs> but but Josiah's struggle with depression and how a lot of those years were uh, some wrong thinking, some anger that he turned inward on himself and would beat him, himself up. And, and he would hear God's word, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139. But then it took time and it took a, a certain pace for Josiah to realize, well, how am I fearfully and wonderfully made? And he was able to do some research and the Enneagram really helped him to figure that out. Oh, this is how God made me. This is how God's plan looks for my life. And learning those things at the pace he did, Josiah was able to slowly, not not quickly, but slowly at a pace where the anger wouldn't implode or explode, understand that God's design in how God made Josiah is good 
And then Josiah could turn that anger, not inward toward him, but to the right places and then deal with that anger. That took time. That took God's pace. But he could receive it. At the time he heard it, he could receive it. Madison was diagnosed with OCD when she was in first grade. That's a long time. And there are a lot of developmental things that happen when you are little and growing up with these hard mental health issues. ADHD as well. But it was through God's pace over time that Madison learned, learned to hear from God and receive from God. And she had to learn that God is not like the people who tell her she's too much. The people that surrounded her that told her she's too much, God had to come in with his truth so that those people would not have as much influence on how Madison saw herself and how Madison saw God's love for her. My favorite thing she shared was that one of the names of God is El Olam, which means the eternal one. And how even in her too muchness, she is not too much for God because God cannot be depleted because the eternal can never be depleted. And the joy on her face, I wish you could have seen it as she explained that to me, was so beautiful and it's so inspiring. But you know, that realization didn't come overnight. It came at a pace that God knew she needed so she could receive it. And then finally, Sage, oh my goodness, all that she has been through. If you have not heard her podcast, I strongly recommend it. Um, Or at least read the description. She has been through all the things. And I remember her even asking me how uh, hard it was to understand why God would make her wait and why even now in the place she is, um, she's still struggling with depression and feeling empty. And um, But you look at her life and the, the pace God has brought her through has been slow and arduous. And it's been the pace of trying to deal with very hard feelings through uh, self-harm, through addiction to drugs, through uh, so many things, so many things, sexual experiences and and then even dealing with feelings, those hard feelings through quote unquote good things like, hey, trusting herself because now she knows she's very intelligent. And hey, look at these incredible academic achievements that she has. Those are good things. But, but she is still empty and struggling. And, and, I, and when I asked her, I'm like, well, why do you even still pursue Jesus? You've been through so much, you're still struggling. And her answer to me was, Because I have literally tried everything else. Because of the pace that God allowed in her life, this intelligent woman, this scientist of a woman, knows through, unfortunately, but but experientially, she knows because she has experienced them almost like an experiment that all these things do not satisfy, do not take care of those hard, hurt, broken feelings in her, in her life. They don't take care of the emptiness. She knows that only Jesus can do that. And this was the pace that God thought was best because he wanted her to know that in him, in him, in him, 
is where she will find her healing, her joy, her peace. And she is convinced of that too. That's not me telling her. That is her knowing that that is true because of the life she's lived, because of the pace with which she has walked. And even my pace with anxiety, even thinking 10 years ago, well, this is it. I guess just being honest about it and struggling, this is victory. And then 10 years later, realizing, oh no, I'm on the other side of this. That was my pace. That was my pace. It took 10 years for me to be on the other side of it so that I, yes, I still struggle because I'm human and because of my wiring and my brain, but I am not overcome by it. That is not how I identify any longer. And I don't know what your pace is. And I don't want you to be discouraged if your pace is not quick enough for where you think it should be. But what I hope that you do here, I hope that God's word is communicating to you is God's pace for you specifically is for your good because he knows you intimately and he is protecting you and he is with you and he he knows the best way to get you to all of his promises. And whether that means you need therapy uh, and as Chris reminded us, uh, therapy is so good because it prepares our spiritual heart soil like the parable of the sower where some seeds were thrown and landed on the side of the road, some landed on rocks and weeds, and some on good soil. And then the rocks and the weeds choked them out, didn't let them grow deep, and therapy removes those rocks and those weeds so that God's word and truth can go deep. And maybe that's the pace where you need to start, or somebody you care about, is to find the help to figure out how to remove those rocks and weeds. Whatever your pace, whether it's mental health healing or your walk and your growth in Christ, your Jesus time, your time with Jesus in his word and with the people of God who love him and love you are his perfect design, his sweet design, his kind design so that we can get to the other side. Guys, I hope you're encouraged. I hope, I hope that you seek Jesus because he is worth it. I love you so much. God bless.